to another episode of Touring with God. My name is Tony with an I and I am your host. Today we are following up with the last podcast where we talked about the God of second chances and we read the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now from that story we saw that Lot and his two daughters escaped from the disaster in Sodom and Gomorrah. His wife was also with them during the escape. However, through her disobedience, she looked back at Sodom to see the destruction that was taking place. And in that moment, she turned into a pillar of salt. And so she was not speared from the disaster. She actually, through her disobedience, was also destroyed. So we see here that the only three people that got saved in this instance was Lot and his two daughters. And that was through the favor of the Almighty God upon them and their obedience to God as he told them to escape and not look back. This week, we're going to be looking at the story of Jonah. And we're going to be seeing in the same way that God had given Lot and both his daughters favor to escape the disaster. We are about to read about the city of Nineveh and how God gave them a second chance. But we're going to look a little bit deeper because not only did Nineveh receive a second chance, but we're going to go through the story and figure out exactly everything else that we probably have never recognize or heard before just to see what the grace of God looks like upon us as his people. So today, as always, let us start off with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we come before you, we just want to give you all the glory. We want to thank you, Lord God, for your word. We want to thank you, Lord God, that we have the opportunity to understand today that if it is just for one, you, Father God, will do the miraculous. You, Father God, will allow a miracle to happen in the life of that person. So today we're asking you, Father God, if there is but one person at the other end of my voice that needs a chance today, whether it be at salvation or at repentance or just to, Father God, turn away from all other things and forsake everything else to give everything that they have to you, may it be done for your glory, your honor, and your praise. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray and we give you thanks once more in Jesus name. Amen. Once again, thank you for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. This is Tony and we are going to be looking at the story of Jonah. So how this is going to work today actually is that there are only four chapters in the book of Jonah and so I am going to read a portion of each section and I will fill in some of the blanks so we're not reading the entire thing but when you get a chance please pick up your Bible and read the entire story of Jonah. It is only four chapters, it is not a long story. So we start off today in chapter one but we start off in verse two. And it says, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. Now this is the Lord speaking to Jonah. He is telling Jonah to arise, 
Go to the city of Nineveh and call them out for all the things that they have done wrong because their evil has risen up before the Lord. So the Lord God is sending Jonah to deliver a message to the people of Nineveh. But just like very often we do, we turn away from the word of God as it is given to us. And in disobedience, we do what we think we need to do because it's either too heavy of a call that he's placing on you or it's you just think it's not the right time and you have other things that you need to do right now. And so Jonah, just like most humans, decided that He wasn't ready to do it or he just plain and simple did not want to do it. And so he tried to escape from the presence of God by going to Tarshish. Verse four says, but the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea and there was a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship threatened to break up. So Jonah is on this ship escaping from the Lord and the Lord causes a mighty tempest to come upon the sea. Then the mariners were afraid and each cried out to his own God. They hurled the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. But Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship and had lain down and was fast asleep. So everyone is worried that the ship is about to sink. They're throwing their cargo off the ship, trying to lighten the weight on the ship in hopes that that will help the ship not to sink. And while all of this is happening, Jonah, the reason this is happening is fast asleep in the bottom of the ship. Now, as we continue to read, the men start wondering what is going on and they actually call Jonah and wake him up and they throw lots and the lots fall on Jonah to say that this is the man why this is happening. He is the reason that you guys are struggling on the sea with this temptus. Verse eight says, then they said to him, tell us whose account on whose account does this evil come upon us? What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? And he said to them, I am a Hebrew and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, What is this that you have done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you for the sea or that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea grew more and more temptuous. He said to them, Pick me up and hurl me into the sea. Then the sea will quiet down for you, for I know it is because of me that this great temptest has come upon you. Wow. So now there is just a lot of things taking place here. So they wake him up. They have a conversation with him. He tells them he is fleeing the presence of the Lord God that he serves. And he makes it clear that his God is the God of heaven and he made the sea and the dry land. In other words, your gods that you were praying to has no authority over the sea 
or the dry land, but because I disobeyed the God who has authority over the sea and the dry land, he has caused this tempest to come upon us. So it is because of me and what I have done to the God of the sea that this is happening, the God who created this sea. So now he's angry and he can speak to the water and the waves and they must obey. So he is also making them aware in this moment of who the Lord his God is. Now, he recognizes that because he is wrong and these men do not deserve to suffer through what he is going through because of his disobedience, If they throw him into the ocean, then the tempest will stop. So needless to say, you know what happens. They take him and they throw him overboard. Verse 17 says, And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Now we're going to move on to chapter 2. Jonah's prayer. Now we go to verse 5. Now Jonah is in the belly of the fish and he decides to pray to the Lord God Almighty. And this is his prayer. The water closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped about my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. Now, when we go and we look at the definition for the word pit as it is used here, another word that we can use is actually grave. So if we truly look at this in the way that it is written, Jonah is saying, I went down to the land whose bars closed on me forever, yet you brought me or you brought up my life from the pit, from the grave. Oh Lord, my God. Now, nobody goes into the grave for fun. So, well, maybe some people do. We are living in strange times. But Jonah is actually saying here that he was brought back from the grave. We're talking about death here. Jonah was at the point where he was about to die, but the Lord brought back his life from the pit. Verse 7 says, when my life was fainting away, which is once again pointing to death, I remembered the Lord and my prior came to you into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah upon the dry land. Now there is... There is just a lot here. There is so many insightful things that are happening during this point. And for the sake of time, we're not going to go into everything. But I just want to point out a few things here. Very significant. Now, we just pointed out that Jonah was at the gates of death. He was literally about to die when he cried out to God. And the word tells us that his prior came to God in his holy temple. Then it says those who regard, who pay regard to vain idols, forsake their hope 
of steadfast love. Now your hope for steadfast love comes from one source and that one source alone and that is the Lord God Almighty. So when you serve any other God or when you serve an idol, anything that you put in the place before God, I want you to understand that Jonah is saying here that you forsake the opportunity to receive the steadfast love of the Almighty God. And that steadfast love looks like salvation. For he says in verse 9, salvation belongs to the Lord. There is no other way no other way. There is only one way and that way is through the Lord. And the Lord gave his one and only son so that you could have life and have life more abundantly. So when there's so many people that are saying there's so many ways that lead to heaven, there's so many ways to salvation. Well, I just want to make it very clear through this podcast today. There is only one way that is through Jesus Christ. That is through Jesus Christ. So once again, salvation belongs to the Lord. The only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. And verse 10, it says the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah upon the dry land. Chapter three, we're going through very quickly here. Now, in chapter 3, once the fish spits Jonah out, verse 2 says, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it the message that I tell you. Verse 4. So Jonah, he journeys to Nineveh. And verse 4 says, Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's journey. And he called out, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They called for a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least of them. Now, verse 4 to verse 5 is a very quick transition. Jonah gets to Nineveh. He starts talking to the people. It doesn't even say that they refused the word that Jonah gave them. Verse 5 simply said the people of Nineveh, they believed God. They didn't question. They did not doubt. They believed God. We see this with Lot. When the men gave Lot the opportunity to escape the disaster that was coming, they told him to leave Sodom and Gomorrah. There was no questions. There was nothing else that he asked of these men except to let him go to a city that was closer because he felt that if he had to go into the mountains, he would not be speared. And they allowed him, they gave him favor and allow him to go to that small city. Now it is the same thing with these people. They did not ask any questions. They simply believed the word of God being given to them by Jonah. They started automatically to repent of their sins. They went into fasting and prayer and they began to repent. Verse six says, the word reached the king of Nineveh. He rose from his throne. He removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth and satin ashes. And he issued a proclamation and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles. Let neither man nor beast herd nor flock taste anything. Let them not feed or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and let them call out mightily to God. 
Let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Who knows? God may turn and relent and turn from his fierce anger so that we may not perish. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil way, God relented of the disaster that he had said he would do to them and he did not do it. And that's it. No, that's not it. I'm joking. There is still verse four or chapter four. So I need you guys in your spare time to actually go sit and read over chapter four. But that is it for what we are reading from the book of Jonah. Now, if we look and compare once again the stories that we have read. So we started off first by looking at the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. God gave Lot, his two daughters, his wife, his sons-in-law, his family, the opportunity to escape. His sons-in-law thought it was a joke. So they disregarded the word, the warning that came to them about the upcoming disaster. And they didn't listen. They stayed in Sodom and Gomorrah and they perished in Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot's wife in disobedience looked back. She became a pillar of salt. And so she too was not spared from the disaster because of her disobedience. Now we see three people were saved in this story. Then we move to the story of Jonah. And the story of Jonah shows not just three people, but an entire city of people who heard and believed the word of the Lord. And according to the word of God, it says that God relented of the disaster that he had said he would do to them and he did not do it. Now, everybody talks about how the people of Nineveh were saved because they were obedient to the word of God that came to them. They repented of their sins. They turned to God. He forgave them and they were saved. But not very often do we talk about Jonah. Jonah was just like the people of Nineveh. Now, Jonah was being sent to warn these people of their disobedience. But in being sent to warn them, he disobeyed God. And not only did he disobey God, but he cried out to the Almighty God. And in his time of distress, the Lord heard him and he delivered Jonah from death. So not only did the people of Nineveh flee a disaster, but so did Jonah. Jonah was able to come out of the belly of that fish and still do the work that the Lord had sent him to do because God had mercy upon Jonah when he cried out from the belly of the fish. Now, if we go and reread chapter four, Jonah is actually angry at God. And he's angry at God because the Lord God Almighty saved the people of Nineveh. And he figured, if you were just going to save them anyway, God, why did you even bother to send me there? Like you were going to save them anyway. Why didn't you just save them? How dear Jonah and how many of us are like that? You want God to answer your prayer in the moment that you call out. But you do not have enough grace and mercy on the inside of you that you feel that Others are deserving of that same grace from the Almighty God. Today, I am asking you, if it is that there is but one person that is hearing my voice, understand this, God will save but one. He saved Jonah. 
He will save an entire city. He will save an entire nation. He will go above and beyond to spare the lives of thousands and millions of people. But I want you to understand that God loves each and every single one of us so much that he is willing to spare if it is only one. He will spare just the one. If you are that person that is hearing my voice today and you know that there is something in your life that is not sitting right, if you it's not sitting right with you, you have walked away from the word of God, you are not walking in obedience to the word of God, you are doing as you please, when you please. I urge you, just like Jonah did in the midst of his darkest hour where God saved him from the grave. He could have died, but God spared his life. Today, if you are that one person, listen and heed the word of the Almighty God. He has already given us a warning of an upcoming disaster Do not waste your time waiting for the city to be saved. Cry out even for yourself in this moment and ask God to spear you. Cry out for your family. Cry out for your friends. Cry out in however way you see fit in this moment. But cry out to the Lord God of heavens. For he is the God of the sea. He is the God of this earth. He is the God of the heavens. He created all all things, and he will spear you. So today, once again, as we look at the God of second chances, we have seen the God of second chance for Jonah, the God of second chance for the city of Nineveh. We have seen the God of second chance for Lot and for his daughters. Now, once again, I urge you, Just like the people of Nineveh who moved in obedience in a moment, they did not think twice. They literally heard, believed the word of God, and they went into fasting and prayer. I urge you now, if you've never even fasted before and you don't know what fasting might look like, according to the word of God, where we read where the king made a decree, he made it very clear. He said, let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. This simply means eating nothing. He said, let them not feed or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth. Let them call out mightily to God. Now we've changed and we no longer cover ourselves with sackcloth and ashes. That's not required of us anymore. But what God is asking of us to do is that we don't do an external covering with sackcloth and ashes, but that we come before him with our hearts burdened, recognizing where we have come up against him and that we pray to him mightily asking him from the truest deepest parts of our hearts to save us in the upcoming disaster or from the upcoming disaster that we too like the people of Nineveh may flee from this disaster that we too like the people of Nineveh may actually receive the opportunity for God to relent the disaster so that it does not come upon us. 
Heavenly Father, as we come before you this day, Father God, we just want to thank you once more for all that you have done, for every opportunity, great and small, Father God, that you have given to us. We are grateful for the life that you have given us and the opportunity to come before you with a repentant heart. Father God, we ask you for forgiveness of the things that we have done that are in disobedience to your word. We ask you for forgiveness for the way in which we have gone astray from your word father god we ask you even now that as you open our hearts and our minds to understand what it is you are asking of us as your people that we would be obedient to you and to you alone teach us lord god how to sacrifice of ourselves father god to let every other thing be just where it is that is behind us with our eyes fixed solely on you we ask you lord jesus right now just to continue to cleanse our hearts and our minds help us father god to learn more of your word as we read we give you once more all the glory the honor and the praise we say thank you father god for forgiveness and we thank you lord jesus that you died for us on calvary's cross that we may receive salvation the free gift of salvation it's in jesus name that i pray amen once again, thank you for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. You can visit us on TikTok and Instagram at Touring with God. Or if you need a Bible or you have a question, you can also email me at touringwithgod at gmail.com. Thank you. And I will see you next time, which is tomorrow on Tuesday at 9 a.m. Alrighty. Bye. <music>